0: Welcome to the Peace Pod where we talk about peace building. I'm Anna Lubelska and I'm the founder of the UK educational charity called The Peace Building. We cover all aspects of peace at all levels within ourselves, in our homes, schools and communities as well as in the wider world. It can seem that the world is full of conflict and nothing else but there are many people everywhere working for peace. We bring you their stories to help you take action to make the world a more peaceful place. This is a conversation between Anna Lubelska of the Peace Building and her friend Malaika, Reverend Malaika, who lives in Manchester. Malaika is passionate about forgiveness and it forms a significant part of her ministry. This conversation is a powerful and personal. Exploration of forgiveness and highlighted is the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer called Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono. Enjoy. Hi Malaika.
1: Hi Anna, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's nice weather here. Not here, it's all a, a typical Manchester rainy day. Oh, I love a Manchester rainy
0: day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I used to live in Manchester. Um, years and years and years ago. Malaka. it's really important to be talking about forgiveness, which is such a fascinating subject, especially at this time, we've got the Ukraine-Russia war, we've got terrible things happening in the Middle East, which makes it a kind of painful context, doesn't it? Mm. Especially this last two weeks, it's just awful. Even within all of that, forgiveness is still something that is an important topic to to think about and it's something that you I've known you for about 10 years and it's always been something that I think has been really close to your heart Mm. and um, probably since you started to be an interfaith minister
1: probably even before then
0: yeah so do you want to tell us a bit more about
1: yourself and then we'll go on to forgiveness your forgiveness journey yeah, so I've been an interfaith minister for um, 11 and a half years now. Even before I was an interfaith minister, there was something I was passionate around, compassion and forgiveness. I'm also peace ambassador and uh, one of your patrons too. I was born into a situation where my parents were unable to care for me. And I think that a lot of people would have had a resentment towards their parents that didn't want a relationship with them. And I've kind of done a lot of work on myself and realised that my parents were unable to care for me. And they were very young. And I was blessed to have been raised by my grandmother. And I realised as I got older in my 20s, that if my parents would have raised me, I would have been a different person. And so my parents both live very near to me, like within 15, 20 minutes. I don't have a relationship with none of them. And they don't. They both don't want me in, in their lives. My father's never wanted me in his life. I've only ever seen him once. My mum, she's got mental health. And so there, are, there has been times when I'll go in and, and support her. But the greater part of my life we've been separated, and I think that was where I found my wanted to do work on forgiveness. It's a big thing that you know, yeah, but i I see that my parents were never meant to raise me, Anna, they were just meant to give birth to me if if they had had raised me, I don't think I'd be here with you now. I'd be a very different person.
0: I'm sure that's true. And and I remember you've always spoken very positively about your grandmother.
1: Yeah. And, you know, she was with me for 18 years of my life until she passed. I know that she's with me in spirit all the time now. And I just would never have it no other way. You know, my parents have journeyed in their own way and they were very young when they had me. They were teenagers. They came here as children in the Windrush and I just see them as they've got their own brokenness and their own pain and trauma. I really strongly believe that they were only meant to birth me for me to do my serving in the world.
0: Yeah, well, well, i mean, just wonderful... It's wonderful that you that you've done all this work and that that is how you're able to see it, and we could call that forgiveness, couldn't we? I mean it, forgiveness is just a word, isn't it? and it's just, yeah, I and mean, it seems like so easy to say, but I mean what you've described as a process, isn't it of, that's taken many, many years and and that's more realistic, isn't it, in terms of what to me forgiveness forgiveness is you know sometimes people will say oh I forgive that person for killing my child and they'll say it just after you know a sudden death or murder Mm. but I always think it's going to take years to really live that forgiveness isn't it it doesn't just happen I think I think I
1: think sometimes it's different I mean there was other things in my life that I learned to forgive after that but then about 10 years ago or maybe about seven, me and another in Interface Minister Helen. We you came on the the workshop. We 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 built a forgiveness workshop. Yes, yes. And I'm a- I'm actually in the process of booking to do that in the new year as well, to deliver it again in the new year. The, one, of the, one of the processes that we taught was the woman who her son was murdered in America. And some years down the line, she then started to have mediation with him. And then that resulted in her forgiving him, and then she went a step further, and she like adopted him, and they became this amazing mother and and fostered son relationship. And I think that in in situations like that, I think it you can forgive, but you can, it's not going to stop you from grieving.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, and I think that that's the difference, and especially in circumstances when the forgiveness bit comes out quite quickly, I think that there's something around. The forgiveness is a separate is a separate feeling to the grieving, and I think that that's where some people might get a bit confused because the grieving will carry on in different forms, yes, in a different intensity
0: over time. I mean, people describe forgiveness as letting go of yeah. something. or not moving on, but kind of not not holding on to lots of anger and pain. Mm. And the, and people would argue that it, it's healthier to aim to forgive or to let go of the terrible anger or whatever it is you've got
1: against a person who's done you wrong or done done your loved ones wrong. I mean, there's, there's not just the forgiveness for others. There's also the forgiveness piece for resenting yourself for doing things or allowing things to happen or a number of different reasons. But then there's also the forgiveness that is to the world things that in the world like it could be an organization it could be a gp it could be an incident that's happened it forgiveness it comes for different forms and for and for different reasons and you know while i've done my research i've seen how forgiveness can um build a lot of ill health that when you're holding on to resentment and anger and you're not able to forgive and let it go, that it can cause a lot of mental health and a lot of physical illnesses. I mean, they say that people who have had cancer, it's a resentment that they've held on, and that is how the cancer's come. And there's lots of different research about it. Equally, though, Anna... I know that there is people that don't want to forgive and and won't forgive whatever it is, whether it is themselves, another person or something else.
0: I mean, forgiving isn't compulsory for mental health or physical health. So it's not something that you've absolutely 100% got to do. It's a choice. Uh, But you could kind of not forgive and yet not have it dominate your life. Do you know what I mean? You could go like, OK, I'm moving on. I'm not going to forgive that person. I'm not going to say I like them or it was OK what they did or anything like that. But I'm just going to put it to one. I think a lot of people put these things to one side, don't they? And then they just get
1: on with their lives. But I I believe that when you've not done the work, even though you're saying, I'm not going to forgive but I'm just going to get on with my life and don't think about it. I think it's sitting there in your subconscious,
0: yeah. And yeah. I think
1: it, I think it comes out in other ways. So, I believe people like Trump. My interpretation of of souls like that is that they're just living in a bed of, of every re- of resentment and not forgiving. They might not realise that that's what it is. But I believe that that's what makes them behave in that way. You know, recently I've been challenging a lot of white spaces around racism on two of the charities that I chair. And I've noticed that I've been doing it in a very aggressive way. And I I know that I've, I've been having conversations with myself around why why i'm not doing it in a peaceful way and what's going on for me we had a an equality and diversity day yesterday in birmingham in worcestershire and it was really difficult you know and i even said in that space that i'm tired of this challenging people and fighting for the black struggle i'm exhausted and at 53 i'm asking myself um, should I put the baton down and let the younger people do it now? And maybe the reason why I'm doing it so angrily now is because I'm tired. And uh, they will say, no, 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 don't, don't stop. You know, don't stop. You are really educating us and da-da-da-da-da-da. But the, I'm still looking at me because there's something in me. Yeah. I'm. I'm I, there's some. I believe there's some resentment stuck inside of me, Anna. And I need to look at that. And that's why it's making me rest myself in that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: half Jewish. Um, My father was Jewish. Um, My mother was Roman Catholic. I'm Polish heritage. And of all the stuff that happened, horrible things that happened during the Second World War, including my father's mother being gassed by the Germans, now it's... I'm relating to you from the position of realizing now that I've all, I've never really said I'm in any way, shape, or form Jewish, because I've always tried to fit in. And I've even sort of not really said I'm Polish, but I've tried to fit into, you know, like English, Anglican society. But now, of course, it's all sort of coming up more, because I can see that people don't like Jews. All around the world, you know, with what's happened in Israel, people aren't—you know—it's just coming up. People just don't like Jews. Mm. Have done, probably never will do. And I can, and it's not like white people don't like black people, but there is definitely—I can completely see that there is a—I don't really know how to describe it. It's like the other day I was on a bus with two black women. They weren't together and I was all kind of smiling at them. They were talking to each other and I thought they are seeing me as not one of them, definitely. Mm. And, And I completely respect that because they've had such a different
1: you know, because I've been able to hide being Jewish, but you can't hide being black, can you? And that's 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 well, you know, in in our workshop, that's the one issue that we talk about because other groups will then jump on the bandwagon and say, "Yes, but we, yes, but we, but with black people, we can't hide it." Yeah, people will notice us a mile away. While we don't know, like like you've just said, for you, you know, everyone doesn't know that you're Jewish by looking at you. Yeah, so
0: I can sort of get why you would find it makes you feel angry to be having to explain. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the forgiveness is hard, isn't it? Because I is could hard to forgive all white people, or could I, conf- you know, I could never forgive the Germans for what they did to yeah. my family. But I can now see with learning more and more about the Second World War and the Terrible effect that that had on people in Germany for all sorts of reasons. You know that happened. What happened to them in the war? That I've got. I have moved. I've moved to a place of more understanding. I yeah, suppose. and maybe that's it. Maybe it's the understanding that can kind of slightly water down the anger. <laughs> no, I don't know. But let me t- let us go back. Let me take you back to. One of the things that I always remember that you used to talk about is that particular is it a Hawaiian approach? Oh yes. I did I
1: did I just did some I just delivered that um two weeks ago at Garta Monastery. Um I love you, please forgive me, I'm sorry, and I thank you. Exactly. So tell just talk a bit more about
0: that because that's such a simple and powerful thing. Yeah. Do
1: you want to just So say- it's a Hawaiian, it's, a, it's an Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. And I've been using it for um 10-15 so years now. The the most profound story was Dr. Led. Um he was a psychologist, and he went to work at um like a psychiatric unit, and the psychiatric unit had a lot of high-risk prisoners that probably never have would would ne- never imagine to have returned home, because they were so drugged on medication, and they had shackles on their feet, and um, the staff morale was really low. The building was in such a really disarray and, and state. The garden outside didn't grow. It was all just a really gloomy place. And what Doctor Leddo did, he actually never seen the the, the prisoners. But he worked in a room outside the prisoners on their files and on their paperwork for months and months. And he would just constantly recite this Ho'oponopono prayer. And, um, you know, to our surprise, the energy in the the war changed. And um, the prisoners were less medicated. They became a lot more happier. The staff morale had gone high. There wasn't much staff sickness. Um, even the grass outside started to grow. As, as, and, and remember, he never seen these prisoners. He just worked on their paperwork, reciting this beautiful, beautiful forgiveness prayer. And um, eventually the prisoners were allowed to go home. I used the prayer quite frequently in my life. I also use it as the forgiveness in writing. So I will write the prayer and put someone's name to it and do that several times for a few days sometimes. Supporting someone with spiritual counselling. And I've asked her to do that practice for seven days, morning and night, 35 times. Forgiving someone in the morning or something in the morning and in the evening just to forgive herself. So I don't just use it myself, but I also use teach life. it when I'm doing spiritual counselling with a client as well. So say, say the prayer again now. So the prayer is, yes. I love you, please forgive me, I am sorry, and I thank you. Well, it's called a, it's called the Hawaiian Forgiveness Prayer. There's other forgiveness practices as well. There's one practice where you can choose a, a different image which will relate to some kind of forgiveness and that you can have a conversation about it in breakout rooms. Then then we also discuss the word forgiveness itself and what it means for you and why is it important. So that's another option. And then there's the short film on the... The, the, the lady who lost her son to a her son was oh, yeah. murdered. Yes. She then befriends the murderer. Then there's another forgiveness process that you, you do it over seven days and you write those you want to forgive in the morning, those you want to, you think, and you forgive yourself at night. If you stop in them seven days or miss one, one session, they ask you to start the seven days again, but the words that you write are different. The words are, I, Malaika, forgive Anna totally and unconditionally. And then you'll think of 34 other people or things and you'll write it 35 times in the morning. But then in the evening, before you go to bed, you're doing 35 times for yourself. So it's I'm like, I forgive myself totally and unconditionally. Wow. And and now I've actually got um, a blue journal that um, I only use that to do forgiveness work. And I use it at different times in my life. Sometimes you can get so bogged down and so so resentful and, and stressed within your own self that you fi- I find that that when I do forgiveness processes, I find that my energy changes. My, my, my energy changes. And sometimes people who I've resented, they change too. Yeah, and... We could we
0: could finish by telling our listeners Malika <laughs> that we did have a big falling out. And, yes, we um, did. We did, and we did somehow it took time, but probably because we both did some of this yeah. Work ourselves, and and, yeah. and we did get. We did overcome it and and become, go back or go forward into being great friends again. And then you very kindly agreed to be the patron yes the peace building charity which is brilliant and you're being a great
1: support yeah but also that's a really good story because and i share this story quite a lot when i'm teaching forgiveness and stuff because it's this is a prime example of you know i met you at your event then i invited you to my ordination you then got trained as an interfaith minister and then we were in different spaces, and we didn't agree necessarily, and we had the separation. But we came back together stronger. And life wouldn't—I wouldn't want life without you in my life now. Oh. I know that when we were separated, I may have not have thought of that same I way. Know, I know, but I we know. can laugh about it, and we come full circle. You know? Yes, yes, yes. So it's an yeah. amazing story and an example of yes the power of forgiveness and how we're actually not here to meant to get on all the time and be wonderful and great. But the gift of it is, is that when there has been a discard is how do we, how can we come back to uh, from that? And that is what is really important.
0: And I remember when we did have the falling out, how awful it was. And yeah. How upsetting it was and painful it was. So it is better not to fall
1: out. No.
0: But. But sometimes, as you say, conflict happens, falling out happens, and that's because there's all sorts of things going on in our lives, and and I'm very clear that when you and I fell out, we're going to call it, um, in many ways it wasn't really for me anything about you, but it was just a whole thing that was going on for me. And I think that's, you know, there's so many factors influencing us at any one time. But then if we go through life not forgiving anyone or making up, then it's it's a bit like they say, you know, you're swimming in a swimming pool and it's getting fuller and fuller of turf.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know i <so> <laughs> Yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you end up in this tiny space, you know, whereas if you yeah. do all that forgiveness or letting go, put it that way, then suddenly your world becomes much happier, and you know, you've got more freedom. It's freedom, yeah. isn't it? Freedom as opposed to resentment. Well, Thank
1: it you. does set you free, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it does. Thank you very, very much for your time. Mila. No, you're most welcome. It's always a pleasure and a joy doing bits <laughs> with you. I, <laughs> I always get very excited. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Pod. We hope it motivates you to build peace in your life. To find out more about peace building, please check out our online peace museum, www.thepeacebuilding.org.uk. Thank you.